With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, good afternoon, Americans. Hello, my friend. I'm a little flummoxed by the uh, newscast and the uh, council, uh, which I believe, as I've written it down here, if you see an animal acting crazy, uh, stay away and, and summon the authorities. Well, it's rarely that uh, I see uh, an animal... Uh, it, how best to say this? It's rare that I uh, don't see an animal acting crazy. I think much of what they do is friggin' insane. For example, my dog licks his own private parts. This is crazy to me, right? Dogs, upon greeting, stick their nose in each other's butthole. This, to me, is crazy. I'm driving down the road, and there's some uh, poor woodchuck splattered from stem to stern, and the crows have come down to eat the maggots off his rotting carcass. Again, to me, crazier than hell, all right? I, I think a lot of what they do is is crazy. They live out in the woods with no clothes on. Crazy, all right? Crazy. It's 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 like they they live down south where it's nice and warm, and then they migrate up north, flapping their little wings to an area where, to be honest with you, street car crime is is horrific and the taxes are through the roof. That is crazy. So, I mean, I I think if you see an animal acting not crazy, you know, quietly sitting down, drinking a soda pop, reading a book out on the front yard. I mean, that, that's when I, well, there's an animal acting in a reasonable fashion. I, 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 that's when I feel like I should call the authorities. That, that anyway, I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave that alone. Speaking of animals acting crazy, did you hear that Pelosi chick there? Um, she, she says that, uh, not to put a, a phrase in her mouth, but she says that we are, are facing a constitutional crisis and she is herself, as Speaker of the House and as a member of the House, a constitutional officer. But she claims uh, that there's a constitutional crisis. And then her, her quote was, uh, a, a, and they're not going to, quote, keep their oath of office or something like that. That was what she said. And you want to say, when, what, what is your word quote, ma'am? Is that, what, is that what Trump said? Trump came out, he told you, probably called you on the bat phone and said, uh, or the, the battle axe phone. It, it, he called you and he said, yeah, I'm not going to keep my oath of office. Was that, is that what the big man uh, said? Did that scare you, ma'am? Um, can I be honest with you here? A constitutional crisis um, occurred in 1861. I believe when Democrats tore apart the Republic last time. Um, beyond that, I don't think we have had a, a constitutional crisis. We came close when Franklin Delano Roosevelt, in order to uh, overcome uh, Republican appointees on the Supreme Court, uh, threatened to pack it to appoint additional uh, members uh, of his party in order to uh, outvote and overturn the uh, uh, Republicans on there, 
I believe that was a near constitutional crisis. It uh, almost delegitimized the concept of judicial review uh, and and checks and balances. Of course, I would point out that the Democrats of today uh, suggested the very same thing earlier this calendar year, saying if they win the presidency in 2020, it will be necessary to expand the Supreme Court in order to uh, overcome the Republicans who are on there now. That's a constitutional crisis. Um, I think when Franklin Delano Roosevelt uh, decided to run for a third and a fourth term, while not a constitutional crisis, that was certainly a very perilous time for our republic. But uh, a situation which exists here is that um, the House of Representatives is, I believe, in a completely partisan fashion, but, you know, it may operate in a completely partisan fashion. That's fine. That's a matter of uh, a lack of their integrity, not a violation of the Constitution. But if they choose to act in a completely political fashion and have completely political investigations, um, they can issue subpoenas. Okay, the the House of Representatives has the authority to issue a subpoena uh, for documents, and they can it can also issue paperwork uh, to bring people to it. Now, the executive branch or anyone else um, who has been subpoenaed by the House of Representatives may decline to comply with that subpoena, right? You, you, you can do that. You, you, you can say, hey, F you, I'm not showing up, or, or legalese to that effect. You can do that. And then the House of Representatives has recourse, right? You, it, it made its move. You made your move. Now it will make a move in an effort to enforce its will upon you. The House of Representatives could enforce a subpoena uh, via one of two means. Uh, it could send, you know, the sergeant at arms over there to get that. I think you would pick up the mace, which is what they call that big stick, and go over there and club upside the head anyone who resisted the command of the House of Representatives. That's one uh, way. The more likely way is that the House of Representatives would say to the federal judiciary, to the federal courts, hey, they're not uh, uh, respecting our paper. You order them to respect our paper. Right? And, and then the, the court uh, may, will re- respond to this request, and it, it may or may not you know, command the respect of the uh, House's paper. It, it, it probably will command. Uh, you say, well, the House has issued this legal document, and it is binding upon you, and so you, uh, a White House or Secretary of this or Clerk of that, you must uh, comply. So, okay, now the, the court, now it goes back to the person against whom the paper is, is directed, and you say, okay, I will comply, or you say, no, I won't comply, I choose to appeal this. Let's find a higher court, a circuit court of appeals, and we'll go to them, and then it will be in their, in their court. It'll be sitting there in a little nice paperwork, very expensive, uh, and, and they will decide, okay, do, do you have to file the subpoena or not? Right. And if they say, no, you don't, then the House of Representatives is kind of out of luck. Uh, If they say, yes, you do. Well, then you can say, well, I'd like to ask the Supreme Court, see if they have anything to say. And the Supreme Court will let you know a little while whether or not they will hear the matter. 
if they uh, say they will hear the matter, then okay, then the whole thing is in abeyance until the Supreme Court hears the matter and decides on the matter. Okay? Uh, or the Supreme Court could say, no, we, uh, we're not going to hear this. Let the lower uh, ruling stand. And if the Circuit Court of Appeals said, eh, you don't have to follow the uh, House's paperwork, then you don't. Um, but if they said, they being the Circuit Court of Appeals, said, yes, you do have to follow the House's paper, then you have to follow the House's paper. If you do not follow the House's paper, is that a constitutional crisis? It is not. It's the closest that we've come in this entire game to a constitutional crisis, but it is not a constitutional crisis. You, executive branch or president this or secretary of that, you have neglected to, you have refused to uh, obey in this situation now, not the subpoena, but the order of a federal court, right? So that's not good. You should obey the orders of federal courts. You have appealed. It, it didn't work out for you. Now you must obey. And in our history heretofore, everyone has always obeyed, right? Now, what if, what if they don't? They say, well, um, then the, the federal court has access something to, to something called the United States Marshal Service, right? And the federal court would say to the United States Marshal Service, okay, um, go and compel obedience. If a person has been ordered to appear, then we uh, send the marshals to secure those persons and to present them to the uh, appropriate committees of the House of Representatives. If uh, it is some document or paperwork, then and if you refuse uh, uh, the, the order of a competent court, then that competent court can send the United States Marshal Service to secure that. And that's what would happen. We are nowhere near that. In no way is that a constitutional crisis. And as she says, we've got contempt of Congress. No, we don't. We don't have contempt of Congress. You have one highly politicized committee. That Nadler guy, I tell you what, I think he gets his jollies uh, 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 dreaming about impeaching Trump. He's not, he's, he's not a happy fellow. Uh, but anyway... Uh, Nadler's committee, uh, House uh, Judiciary Committee, has on strictly party line vote, it has uh, uh, decided to recommend that uh, Barr, the Attorney General, uh, be cited for contempt of Congress for not obeying some order. You didn't give us just exactly the version of the Mueller report we want, damn you. Though I think we're still at only 12 members uh, out of 435 in the House who've actually gone and read the report that is provided. Anyway, the point being, uh, so I think we talked about yesterday, this is, this is not contempt of Congress, and it is not a constitutional crisis. Contempt of Congress has occurred before in administrations of both parties. So, but, but what's happened here is a recommendation has been made by a committee, and Nancy you as Speaker of the House, you uh, at some point will bring that recommendation before the entire House, uh, upon which time, or at which time rather, there will presumably be a vote. And, you know, you guys having a large majority, you guys being Democrats, and Democrats being, gosh, folks who really, really hate Trump. Oh, my golly. Uh, that, no, it's, it's a great example of civility. But, um, 
So you guys will probably vote out of the whole house contempt of of Congress, okay? Which doesn't yet mean that contempt of Congress has taken place. What happens then is you, in effect, have made a criminal referral to the uh, uh, to the United States Attorney for the District of Columbia, right? And that United States Attorney's Office will review your, in effect, criminal referral to see if, in fact, the crime of contempt of Congress has occurred or if there is probable cause to suspect that it has. And if the finding of the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia is that, um, yes, there is probable cause to believe that you know contempt of Congress has been committed, then there can be a charge brought, a criminal charge brought, right? But it's like any other criminal charge, including the the criminals who uh, the Democrat Party embraces and empowers every day. Nobody loves a felon like a Democrat. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the, if it's in this case the Attorney General, you you the the you know the United States Attorney's Office would have to in a court before you know beyond a reasonable doubt prove that it was a. I mean it's it's a process. And all of it, it works out essentially under a system created by our Constitution. There is no crisis. You are hopping up and down and peeing your pants how upset you are. But our Constitution stands rock steady in spite of everything you can do to trivialize or reject it. The Constitution is fine, right? And you're claiming that there's a crisis, unfortunately paints you as the boy who cried wolf. Because any kind of like, let's just look at the facts, shows that that your words are meaningless and alarmist and probably not something that you should be doing. Uh, time for Traffic and Weather on the Tens on 570 WSYR. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. We've got a complete newscast coming up. Dave Smith will uh, administer, that, administer that to us. We'll be back when he's done uh, begging for calls here on 570 WSYR. Welcome back, friends. Uh, uh, welcome back. Real quick on that uh, uh, BBC guy. I don't know if he's a big uh, deal over there. He's at one of their lesser radio stations, and he has a weekend uh, a program. So I don't know if he's like some leading light. But, um, you know, it was a purposefully hurtful picture tweeted out. And... You know, one, he says, oh, I never thought of race at all. You know, it's it's hard to believe. Uh, but even if you take him at his word for half a moment as a hypothetical, these people just had a baby. It's their first baby. And you put out a picture of it like it's a monkey. You would do that to anybody? Um, and, of course, it is uh, purposefully hurtful because for the first time, ever um make sure that's accurate yeah for the first time ever in the british royal family um there is someone of african heritage this lady who was uh, married in merkel uh, uh, megan um is african-american her mom is uh, is an african-american lady's uh, of african heritage black 
uh, the father who thanked her, 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 Megan's dad, who's hopefully, you know, fallen off the planet. He's a white guy, doesn't represent any color very well. He's not a good man. But these, 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 this is a young couple who had a baby, young, they're in their 30s. But they had a baby, and this is their baby. And you tweet something out making fun of the baby, you know. And again, given the very unique, unique status of this baby has African heritage, it would be, you know, one uh, quarter uh, uh, black. It, it has roots. It has blood in its veins uh, from Africa. And here's the deal. I, and I'll get to your call in just a second. I am not, you know, some big, you know, civil rights, you know, quota type guy or whatever. But um, I take a, a, a little bit of pride and thrill and gratification in the fact that uh, this Megan lady, she, you know, falls in love with this guy and vice versa. She goes over by virtue of how they run things over there. She becomes part of the British royal family. Well, she's uh, an American by nationality, and she's an African-American by heritage. And in her veins uh, flows the blood of white America, and uh, in her veins flows the blood of black America. That's, that's American. And as she brings that into her little child's life, I'll be honest with you, I'm proud of that. It, 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 it makes me happy. Because here's the deal. The, oh, grow up in the princess story and this, that, and the other, uh, told to little children, in, in a real practical sense, unless like Wakanda is a real thing and it's not, um, that's a white story. Because the, the, the concept of royalty that we have in American popular media is based on, you know, the royal model of Europe. Um, and most of those uh, were as Caucasian as the day is long. So I take pride that an American lady uh, is the mom here. And I, uh, you know, I don't know her mom's exact uh, genealogy, but most black people in America are descended from people who are held in bondage, could in any way, uh, back in, you know, before the Civil War and emancipation, the relatives of that little British royal child were held in servitude and bondage. And the greatest likelihood is that uh, they were brought initially to the United States uh, via the British or Dutch slave trade, uh, British the largest in, in numbers. Um, so it, that's that's what life can do. That's what time can do. The child of slavery is now a member of royalty. And at any rate, that again, I, I don't think of slaves as low and I don't think of royals as high. But I know that life brings different people, different circumstances. And I, I love that you can go from A to B. It shows the family a man, I think. Ray, uh, thanks for putting up with my nonsense as I prattle on. Uh, prattle on. Uh, welcome to 570 WSYR. Great show. Um, thanks, sir. When the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi talk about the Constitution being uh, violated, aren't they doing that when, she t- when it comes to the president enforcing the laws on the border and wanting sanctuary cities, and that should come back to bite her? It should, but it won't, and you're exactly right. Um, If the Constitution gives Congress the power to create laws and the executive the power to enforce laws, then the enforcement of law is a constitutional function. 
And if her party is all about, we're going to ignore the immigration law, we're going to have sanctuary cities, they are working in opposition to the constitutional process. And as you brilliantly say, that that's closer to a constitutional crisis than anything Trump has done. So she just cut herself, bit her own tongue. Only that you said it well, Ray. That will only be a problem for like honest people. And I'm not saying that Democrats are dishonest, but uh, there is, of course, an inconsistency and a hypocrisy there. The, the the not to go off on the you know rule of law jag, but uh, there's a it from the earliest days of our republic has been part of our national religion, if you will, obedience to law. Abraham Lincoln said that obedience to law is our national religion, and in a republic it must be. That whole we the people, what that boils down to is we the people make the laws under which we live. Obedience to law is not obedience to government in the American system, right? If I conscientiously obey the law, I am not kissing the hind end of government. I am obeying the will of the people because we all got to vote, right? Our representatives went off and made laws. Part of the compact or contract of citizenship is if you have a voice in the making of the law and you do by having the option of voting and by being part of a society in which there is the option of voting, then your obligation is to obey the laws that are made. Now, it, could there be bad laws? Yeah, we've had bad laws. We may have some today. What have we done about it? What do you do about it? What's the response to a bad law? Well, change the silly thing, right? We, the people, are still in charge. And you say, well, no, it's hard, Bob. Well, there's a process. What's the first step? Convince your neighbors. Raise the issue. Make it public. See if you can't influence or, or, or invite public sentiment. Public sentiment manifests itself in a responsive legislative body or at the uh, ballot box, right? We want A. You give us A or there will be consequences, i.e. we'll have an election and we'll vote for somebody who will give us A. But, But when we vote and our representatives enact laws, those are our laws, They were passed on our behalf. They are the will of we the people. Now, I might not like them. You might not like them. I might like this one, but I don't like that one. I, however, have no honest right to pick and choose. If I I am to be blessed by the freedom of this country to cast my ballot, to raise my voice, then I... I must accept the decisions of this country. And if my crazy neighbors want to elect psycho Democrats who pass stupid things like the SAFE Act, then you know what? I have to obey the law while working hard as I can to change it if I believe it needs to be changed. And in that change or rejection of inappropriate laws, it can come at the ballot box, it can come through public persuasion, it can come through the courts. 
But anyway, my point is that the constitutional crisis America faces today, if there is such a one, and I use that phrase very, very sparingly, but as we reject the compact of citizenship, as we refuse to obey the laws that are put in over us, and right now the state of New York is engaged in a full-court press seeking to oppose federal law. And you kind of get to the point where New York is to 2019 as South Carolina was to 1861. I'll talk more about that after the break. Uh, But the deal is that obeying the law is the American way. Well, no, Bob, I'm a person of conscience. And if it's not a good law, I will not obey it because I'm a person of conscience. No, you're not. You're a person of chaos. Not conscience, chaos. You reject the notion of a republic, and you believe that you are a law unto yourself. I will decide what I will do. Well, then you will have 321 million people all deciding what they will do, and you will have no law, and you need to understand that some of those 321 million people will decide to come over and crack your skull and take your stuff. Or live life or structure life in such a way that your interests of property or politics or or individual liberty will be disrespected and hurt. But if you've got the right to reject law and do what you want to do, then so is that guy over there and that lady up here and every one of us. We all seek protection of law when our interests are hurt. Get them off my yard. Officer, get them off my... That's my land. We all demand protection of law when it's our interests, right? It's my body, my choice. We all demand protection of law when it's our uh, uh, interests, but when we disagree with the law, yeah, screw it, I'm not going to do it. Really? Find me the integrity in that stand. Time for traffic and weather on 570 WSYR. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back, my friend. Uh, welcome uh, back. The uh, I went uh, last night after the show for dinner um, uh, to the Northern Lights um, uh, Mall or Plaza, whatever you want to call it, to go to you know Salt City Dogs. You know, not to give somebody a plug or anything. That wasn't the point. But I just was in the mood for uh, uh, quick, accessible uh, hot dogs. Uh, probably should have just gone to the store and bought a pack. Because, like, they will sell you rolls at the store. They will sell you hot dogs at the store. Uh, and then I guess you could hold them in, in front of the heater vent on your car. Anyway, the point being, so I just go out there to Salt City Dogs. And uh, I get uh, a couple hot dogs, some fries. And I go out and I sit in the sun. Uh, it was like 6.30, quarter to 7, whatever like that. And uh, just eat my hot dogs, eat my fries. Life is good. Um, rejoice in the in the fact that someone thought to invent ketchup some years ago, but two things sort of Im- impressed me, sort of tickled my patriotism uh, bone uh, a little bit, 
uh, you know, uh, Northern Lights is is right there by the airport, uh, or it's in the flight path or something like that. I kept seeing planes, but uh, one of the drones that fly out of uh, military drones that fly out of Hancock Field um, uh, took off. And, you know, I hate to sound like a tourist, but I had never seen that uh, before, at least that I'd ever noticed or recognized. And it was a pretty cool and impressive sight. And likewise, as I said, they're eating the uh, hot dogs. There's the uh, Armed Forces Recruiting Center there. And it looked like the Marine recruiter, recruiter had a bunch of Poolies, I think that's what they call them in the pool of recruits. But they all had their T-shirts on and they were sitting down uh, in an empty part of the parking lot. And the sergeant stand there. He's telling them all about it. And uh, I was impressed by the sergeant. And I was double impressed by these young people. Uh, enthusiasm in their eyes. Excitement. Uh, they're setting out in life. Um, uh, setting out in life in a fashion that serves and protects you and me and our republic. That's pretty cool. So the hot dogs were fine, but seeing uh, patriots all around was even finer. Back with you right after the news on 570 WSYR. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 